0: You're listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge. I am your host, Mike Ellis. iRacers Lounge is a podcast for the iRacer, where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me are the usual characters, Tony Groves and Jason Daniels. Hey, guys. Good evening. Good evening alright small crew tonight so uh, let's get right to it Uh, Bristol NIS uh, boy what a week Um, I'll start out with how mine went and we'll talk about what you guys did Uh, Wednesday fixed uh, I got doored and then spun out on my own because I was frustrated after getting doored so that's always a challenge to keep your cool and uh, keep it together Um, so if I would have been just fine, if I, you know, getting doored, if I would have not wrecked after that, when I spun on my own, but, uh, later on, I ended up getting wrecked in someone else's crap anyway, that I couldn't, you know, miss, uh, did repairs went back out and then I had it blow up on me. So, uh, bad, bad race. Uh, and then I ran the open on Wednesday and that was P11, which is my best, uh, finish of the week there tough race i was actually laps down and i'm slow i mean i'm good on a short run but anything like 15 to 20 laps or later or older there's no way i'm just like pushing so bad and everyone's faster than me and i'm just like a danger out there you know and uh it was tough just try to hold what you can get uh thursday fixed i ran uh p23 after getting spun Or, you know, going down into miss and actually just barely clipping it and then getting uh, T-boned and barrel rolling down the backstretch. I actually posted a video up on the Facebook page about that. Uh, But Boy, I mean, that was uh, crazy. Jason, you raced on Thursday uh, as well in that same event. Uh, How did your race go?
1: It's actually the best finish I've had in NIS so far. I ended up finishing three laps down in fourth place. And it's just a whole different feeling to this simulation when you don't feel like you're constantly being passed, when you're actually able to to race side-by-side with people, to make passes when you see they're missing their lines and to hit your lines. Um, It was a fairly clean race for me. I did get some incident points just here and there. It's going to happen at Bristol. Get run over while while you're checking up for a wreck uh but it was nothing ever more than 20 seconds of optional damage so i just went in with patience just thinking patience the whole time and to survive and i got my first top five in an is
0: nice congratulations man that's hard to do actually so that's quite a, a good first step to you know start getting that win so uh good job what a run So, uh, Tony, you didn't run at all. You took the week off because you don't have this track, right? Correct. No, I don't have this track, so
2: I, I couldn't even watch you guys race. But uh, I was, you know, I sat in there Thursday night while you guys were all going at it, and uh, yeah, it's not even close to being the same. Actually, I was sitting on the outside, quite jealous that I couldn't race. So next year, I'll have the track and I'll be in it.
1: And Tony was a was a great. Uh, voice of positivity, too, is i I was getting nervous down towards the end, kind of like I was in Michigan, but at Michigan, I didn't get there, but that same kind of nerves, I actually started missing my missing my mark some, um, getting it getting tight and getting into the wall, and I just had to regroup or refocus, and he helped that
0: Right but how about the part about your four laps down? Is that what you said, and you finished p four I mean. Uh-
1: uh three laps down which if you really think at a half at a, at a half mile track isn't a whole lot i mean that that's only 30 35 seconds um and some tracks if you're 35 seconds down you're still lead lap or you're maybe one one lap down uh but overall in the bottom split it uh which is where i still am i'm working to get out of that bottom split but it almost kind of brings up a topic from last week where about a minimum I rating, the bottom split drivers could not drive Bristol. Uh, In my race, I believe sixth place was uh, 60 laps down, which means they took 25 minutes of damage because you're talking a 15-second lap, and with some caution time, that's a blown engine. Uh, In the Wednesday fixed, fourth place was uh, 70 laps down. So just that split of drivers just cannot handle Bristol.
0: It's amazing. You know, the thing is, if it was easy, nobody would do it. I mean, that's the whole reason we're all doing this is because it's so damn hard. You know, it's just like uh, just to finish one of these is actually an accomplishment. To tell you the truth, let alone, you know, finish well. But, uh, man, good top five for sure.
1: Absolutely. In 250 laps. Well, and most of that was under caution. I mean, we had like eighty laps under caution, seventeen cautions in my split uh but then we finally had like a sixty lap green flag run, and man, those laps tick quick when you're green.
0: Oh, yeah, so how were you doing strategy? Let's talk about that a little bit like lots of times we wouldn't pit if the caution came out after say four or f- to six laps. Because we just pitted, you know, five laps ago. So where was that limit where you would not pit or versus pitting for tires?
1: Well, the the first time I pitted on our third caution, which I believe was like lap 23. Um, but I did that and a lot of people were pitting on our second caution. So I got off cycle with some people. So like on the odd cautions, I would come out like ninth or 10th uh, because I would pit and others would stay out. And then on the even cautions, I would come out 2nd or 3rd. I restarted on the front row twice, which is something I've never, ever done. <laughs> I didn't know what it told you to when you were lining up 2nd. Uh, it says stay behind the pace car. That was the first time I've seen that. Uh, but uh, So I, I got off cycle, and then I just noticed that, that gap but where I'd come out second and then I'd come out 10th and I'd come out second and I'd come out eighth and then I'd come out third and then I'd come out seventh it just started slowly slowly closing as people got eliminated and as people got back on the same cycle as me
0: right yeah we were talking through that uh, when to stay out and when to pit and uh, it works good when you have people to talk to to bounce that off of is it is this a good idea is it a bad idea you know and uh, that's the beauty of having a team, and good job. Uh, so did you lead any laps at all? Or
1: I did not lead any laps. I uh, restarted twice in second, but at this one, I did not lead any laps.
0: That's all right. Well, good finish. That's how you get a win is you have to run top five for a while, and uh, you've just started doing that. So, I had one more start. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Sunday night, Fixed. Uh, it was a bad race for me. I don't know why this happens. It seems like towards the end of the week, I always have bad races. Like either I'm falling out of the seat. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. But I actually got DQ'd out about lap 100 after 22 incidents. Uh, it was a bad race. There were several little things that weren't my deal that I got four X's for like somebody just barely bumped me and it was a four X and I ghosted through this other caution. And it was a four X and that's kind of how it tallied up. And, um, I also had this incident with this one guy. Uh, I'm not going to say a name, but cause he's been gracious enough not to, uh, go come after me. We actually, I was slow, just pushing hard. I mean, It was like a long run and I just ran the tires off and I'm trying to hold the top lane and he's coming up behind me and just like bumping into me, you know, like in the corners. Like I'm like about to spin out and uh, once, twice, three times, four times, maybe even five times this guy ran into me, okay, literally. Contact. And uh, then this other incident happened. There was a caution. I was all fired up. I pulled up behind him under the caution, and I was, like, trying to get in his mirror kind of thing to make sure he understood I wasn't very happy with him. And uh, I was right up behind him on his bumper, and uh, basically he hit the brakes. That propelled me into him, which I didn't really want to do that. I was just trying to stay behind him. And uh, he spun down to the wall. And then under the, you know, half a lap later while we're still under caution, he came up and bumped into me while under caution. And I went on to pit road and I never saw him again, but, uh it was one of those deals that I was, you know, lost my cool and he did too. And, uh, it's what Bristol does. And, um, you know, I've raced with this guy a lot before. He's always in the NASCAR, I racing series, uh, seems to be in my split a lot. And, um, Boy, I don't know what to say. I did apologize to him. I wasn't sure if it was my fault or his, but I kind of felt he was running into me, and I had to kind of stick up for myself. So,
1: And I think we saw that a, a, a bit at Bristol. Uh, I know I definitely heard it some for from my race. I've seen some YouTube videos of various degrees of people getting upset. Uh, another thing is we're two thirds through a long season and it's no longer just about seeing a guy on Sunday that you saw on Wednesday. So you saw him on Wednesday and Sunday and last Wednesday and last Sunday. There there's bound to be some history at this point in the season. And, uh, we have a lot of short tracks coming, coming through the close of the season. So we may even see more of that to come.
0: Yeah. I felt like it was like a short temper, short track kind of situation. Uh, I felt wrong, he felt wrong, you know, and we kind of bumped into each other, both of us, and uh, we probably shouldn't have done that, you know, I felt bad about doing it, I apologized, I thought that was an appropriate thing to do, but I shouldn't have done that, you know, I should have not pulled up right behind him, you know, under caution, that was not appropriate, you know, I was trying to get to pit road, I needed to get repairs, I was trying to be get to there as quick as I could, and I was also kind of upset with him because he bumped me several times. So I was just right behind him. And it was just one of those deals.
2: And it sounds like at the end of it, you guys are both able to uh, come out of it uh, with a clean slate. So, I mean, that's
0: saying something else, right? Well, there was tit for tat, that's for sure. Um, so I hope we're on the even playing, playing field. We'll see you next week. I mean, that's how NASCAR goes, right? Uh, you know, you develop these relationships with people where, you know, you run over each other on the track and then you got to race each other next week, you know, and uh, how's that going to go when you have to pass each other? So, um, yeah, I hope we can continue to race clean and, uh, I kind of feel like I wish it was real NASCAR so I could send a text message. Uh, I guess I, I could write up a private message in the iRacing forums.
2: Yeah, that's one way to do it. I know I've, uh, I've gotten into it with, uh, some people just you know um mostly uh stupid crap on on my part learning how to learning how to race and stuff but i've i've hit him up that way just to try and smooth things over and you know apologize for my um bad driving
0: yeah not a bad idea yeah i was i was a little bit concerned that he might oh try to protest me or something along those lines uh but I haven't heard it got an email from Nim Cross or anything, so I think I'm okay. And he wasn't exactly uh, legal either, the way he was uh, bumping into me under caution and stuff too. So I think, you know, there was tit for tat, and I'm good with that. And hopefully we can move on. So Darlington is next. Uh, what do you guys think? It's off week. Uh, still probably going to do some practice. We'll talk about how that might go later. But uh, what do you think about this track?
1: I have... No knowledge and no opinion of the track yet. Other than I know it's always usually one that's talked about for weeks when uh, the real real boys race there. Uh, so it'll be my first time on the track, and it's looking to be a pretty rough off week uh, for us oval drivers.
0: Yeah, the
2: way I'm uh, I'm seeing things is I won't be racing that week either. It looks like I got about a three week stretch here before. Uh Um, before I got a track again.
0: I'll be at Richmond, but I think I'm out for Darlington, too. Yeah. It's uh, amazing how much speed you carry through 1 and 2 there. Uh, It's really banked. It's wider than turns 3 and 4. And, boy, if you're not quick going through 1 and 2, you're really off pace. And so you really got to nail that. you got to drive it in there really hard because... When you come off that front straight into turn one, there's so much banking, you just kind of dive it down to the apron, and it'll just float up onto the banking, and that's how you do it. And you really don't get off the gas that much as you're getting into one, and as it's, it's, as much as you get off of it, you're right back into it all the way through two, and you might have to lift just a little at two. It almost feels like a dual apex to me, uh, the way it is with the one and two, and you kind of diamond in that corner. But lots of racing right up against the wall, especially in three and four. Uh, people hit that wall, and they get sucked into it. And uh, if you're right behind them, then if you don't have an escape route, you're going to get in it. So that's uh, something else to watch for at Darlington, is don't be right up behind somebody through three and four without a, an escape route. All right. uh Let's talk other racing. Uh, what else did you guys do this week? Besides NIS anything else?
1: It's been rough trying to plan for me. I, I personally have a race coming up on Saturday at Homestead. We'll talk about that, uh, towards the end of the podcast. Uh, so I got some Homestead practice to do, but just looking at the other series, the C class trucks are at Eldora. The B class X cars are at road America. Uh, the A-Class, if you have an A-license, it's got some Charlotte races that you can at least get, get in. Uh, but if you don't have A-Class and you rely on the NIS for your over racing, it looks to be kind of a tough week.
0: Well, when we're running the 36-week se- season, I mean, you really need to take an off week. I mean, it's there for a reason. And so I'll, I'll probably take it easy this week, you know. I probably won't run as much as I usually do obviously. Um, I'll probably run some carb cup, you know, pickup cup, Delara dash, maybe kind of thing. Uh, but probably not much more than that. I'll probably practice some Darlington if they can get the fix set up right. Uh, but yeah, I didn't do anything. I did some spotting for uh, C trucks for one of our teammates. That was fun. Uh, Trying to help him uh, get up to speed. And I think I was able to help. So it's always nice to they know you're not hindering the person, but actually helping. Uh, so that went pretty good, and but really nothing else. Uh, Tony, you didn't get anything else. You didn't run Bristol, right? So what else did you run? Anything? Yeah, I, I was tied up with work
2: um, that pretty much filled all my days. There were some crazy long days, but I was able to uh, to get in and do some uh, uh, practice laps um, at the USA Dirt, and uh, I'm, I'm starting to I'm starting to get a little better at that. I'm starting to hang kind of get the hang of it a little bit. I was able to string together about 10 laps before I wiped it out. So that was a huge gain on that part. Um, You know, going forward to like next week, um, yeah, I'll I'll be carb cup, pickup cup, Delara dash, that kind of thing. It's, it's fun. It'll keep me, it'll keep me entertained. Yep.
1: Those Delara cars are sneaky fun and sneaky fast. It's always made me wonder what the IndyCar on an oval feels like, uh, because I I don't have that car. But, man, that's fun every once in a while.
0: Yeah, IndyCar at Phoenix is one of my favorite combos, because you just barely lift it in the corners, but you're pretty much 100% throttle, except for just a little bit when you lift in the corners. And it just sticks, you know, because it has so much downforce. All right, uh, let's talk peak racing. Uh, peak at an event at Michigan, uh, round twelve, and Mike Conti is the winter uh, is the winner. <laughs> Mike Conti is the winner of the NASCAR peak race. So, congrats to Mike. He's a young man, maybe 18, 19 years old, and uh, has really made a name for himself in i racing. So I didn't get to see much of this. I saw the, the highlight reel a little bit, but uh, it was interesting. There was a lot of strategy going on there. Uh, there were some wrecks. Uh, it was a pretty good event.
1: Definitely looks like Michigan may become one of my favorite tracks just because it seems to have so much options, both on the NIS, even with the lower skill, and the peak. You got multiple grooves working. You got a lot of strategy that comes in. And it, it's a quick track, but it, it can't be underestimated. So I, I really like Michigan.
0: Yep. So congrats to Mike Conti. All right. Let's go into topics. Uh, Tony, why what do you got first? Well, there's uh, a lot of talk on the forums about the uh,
2: track state. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion, uh, how is it, whether they, uh, the hosted tracks get, um, oh, I'm bombing this one, Mike, you better bail me out here, man. It's
1: mostly, it's mostly talking about, and we've seen this, uh, this, uh, discussion several times this year, uh, about a 40 car field in peak seems to open up with a lot better track stake than the 35 or 36 car fields in NIS. And it even seems to work better in uh, hosted races than it does in the official races. Uh, so that this is another one of those threads. Uh, Tyler Hudson comes in and confirms that practice and qualifying is automatically generated and that races always start fresh. I think in some of those hosted sessions, a lot of them will carry over uh, track state from qualifying. Right. So that may, that may be the first solid hint of what the difference could be, uh, but, but it, it's another, the same, the same mystery of, of why is it so much better in hosted and league racing.
0: I think they call this, uh, why does dynamic track not work right with NIS and other official races when it does elsewhere? But it is an ongoing investigation. It, it is a good tidbit that Tyler left there that races always start fresh as far as how much rubber is on the track and that kind of thing, how much wear is on the track. So um, that's a a nice tidbit to know. Now, another update on this story. I saw earlier today that Matt Busa and Integrity Racing League were trying to organize a 40-car race this week um, and get it recorded for iRacing. Uh, because Matt was talking to iRacing about this problem and, uh, they're actively working on it. And so they wanted to get a, uh, hosted or a league race with that many cars on track and get a actual recording of it and, uh, compare that to like the peak race and the NIS races and so forth. Uh, it was also earlier in the weeks, the iRacing had come on the forums asking for, um, replays of the nis race at bristol and uh, and some some of the drivers were able to give them what they needed for that but they're actively looking at those replays and stuff trying to figure out okay what's going on well the question that i i'm wondering
2: like would you know three or four extra cars on the track really make that much of a difference
1: right And I I think that's the question that that we all have. It doesn't seem like it should, but for some reason it seems like it
0: does. Because that's the only difference, really.
1: But I I think this may be the hint of the track state resetting after qualifying, because I'm not sure that that may be the bond that is different. Because I'm not sure they do that in leagues.
0: You might very well be right, you know. That could mean like 150 laps later, the track has just that much more rubber than it would if you didn't, you know. So multiple grooves open up when they might not if the track got reset.
1: Also, I know as far as the one league that I'm in, they run like 45 minutes of practice, where NIS you have three minutes of practice and most people are just loading in and don't even really get to practice. So you don't have any actually car Actual cars laying down rubber, whatever is generated is just what's generated. But if it's resetting, it doesn't make a difference.
0: Right. Well, like John Hammer said before, he thought that. It felt like we had a whole different tire model in the NIS compared to what Peak was running. Like it's a different set of code or something. Like somehow something didn't get updated or something along those lines. So I'm glad to hear iRacing is actively working on this. That's, that's good because this is certainly a problem. All right, Dick. next topic let's get into is, hey, do you want to work for iRacing? Because guess what? There's job openings. We got a marketing coordinator job opening. Primary responsibility is executing social media plans, designing web advertisements and collateral and additional graphics needs. And uh, it's at Bedford, Massachusetts, where the uh, headquarters is for iRacing. Uh, So it's in-house there. And boy, if you're uh, wanting a job, that's a pretty good one. That's not the uh, only one. There's a media producer job going on that's been advertised as well. And uh, also part of this story, Jack Davidson from iRacing has announced that he's leaving at the end of the month for other prospects. Uh, My decision to leave is on my own accord. I've really enjoyed working for iRacing and its community, and it is something I'll never forget. Uh, he's the guy who's been putting together the very clever videos that we've seen over the last 12 to 18 months. Uh, he's the one who's actually editing them and putting them together. And and anyway, his job is up for grabs, too. Uh, media producer. And this one is posted also in Bedford, Massachusetts. Uh, media producer is primarily responsible for creation of various forms of content for both iRacing members and prospects including but not limited to promotional videos, tutorial videos and interviews. Responsibilities to include video production and editing. That
2: sounds like it'd be a really fun job. Uh, I wish I had the qualifications.
0: Well, you got to be there too. You got to move there. Yeah, that 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 would be a huge uh, huge problem for me as well. <laughs> If I was a young man and I had these qualifications and I was single, I would be all over this. This is awesome. Can you imagine working for this place? That'd be so cool. If you work for what you love, then you never have a
1: day of work in your life.
0: Right, exactly. Well, I appreciate Jack Davidson. I want to say congrats on his future, whatever it may be. Uh, He did a great job at iRacing. He really Uh, Put out some good stuff, you know, it was quality content, and uh, I appreciate what he did All right, what's next? Okay,
2: I'll try this one here again Um, iRacing and McLaren have announced a partnership in the world's fastest gamer competition iRacing, the world's leading online racing simulation, will host a four-week series featuring the McLaren Formula One car, where the winner will earn an invitation to the world's fastest gamer finals to be held in November at the McLaren Technology Center in Woking, Surrey, UK. The iRacing qualification series will begin on Tuesday, September 12, and run through October 9, featuring races in the McLaren MP430 at Suzuka International Racing Course, circuit of the americas autodromo um yeah demonza and autodromo jose carlos pace the series will have multiple races each day allowing the tens of thousands of iRacing members ample opportunity to qualify for an invitation to the finals and the ultimate prize to be named as a mclaren formula one simulator driver now that is a heck of a competition um someone is going to be a very happy winner um also to note five-time iRacing world champion Gregor Hutu is their next finalist
0: yeah he gets a pass as well as uh, Bono Huiz both of those guys are already finalists they've already been chosen to participate in the final which will happen over in Great Britain uh at the McLaren uh racing center so uh kudos to both those guys gregor hutu and and huise uh to get to that spot at, to begin with um i hope uh i kind of i'm rooting for hutu to get it uh i think he's a shoe-in but we'll have to see how this goes now i also think it's really awesome that this is a regular i racing series that you can sign up for and run anybody can and uh If you have the car and the tracks, I mean, and these are uh, classic tracks, Interlagos, Monza, uh, San Antonio, Suzuka. So, uh, you know, the car's been around for a while, and uh, boy, if you want to go for it, anybody can go for it. All you need is an iRacing membership.
1: When McLaren first uh, announced this World's Fastest Gamer competition, they mentioned it'd be over multiple different simulations, and there's an offer actually on this website, iRacing.com slash WFG, for people that don't have an iRacing account. They can purchase a one-year membership plus the car and all four tracks for 70% off. So they know their market, the pros of the other simulators. They're giving them a good price to come take a, take a shot at this series and get a one-year membership out of it too.
0: Yeah. And there's a schedule posted, uh, starts September 12th. Um, Awesome, awesome opportunity. I mean, this is going to put iRacing on the map, I think, a little bit more globally. Because, you know, everybody who follows Formula One is going to hear about this. And I'm glad that iRacing is the platform of choice for the competition. I'm really glad that that worked out pretty good, so... Now, there was another video put out that talked about, uh, specifically, Gregor Hutu, and it was a special video uh, put out by World's Fastest Gamer, and uh, you can find it on Twitter at, at the WF Gamer, and it's a short one minute, 13 second video about Gregor, and it shows him sitting down in his house, in his own cockpit, he's got triple screens, He's got uh, simple headphones, nice little stationary cockpit, nothing too fancy, uh, but a nice little setup. He's got a nice Formula One style uh, wheel, looks like wireless headphones, Uh, but it's a little interview with uh, Gregor about how he's gotten to this point in his career where he's going to be racing for a one-year contract to drive for McLaren. Definitely go check that video out. That is something to to watch for sure. Uh, we need to be real proud of Gregor. I mean, he's done a good job to get to this point, and and he's probably going to get this job. I, you know, of course, Bono Huis is no uh, slouch, so he's going to have to earn it.
1: And I'm sure Mr. Cronkey will uh, also go for it in this four week series to try to get that final spot, also.
0: Yeah, why wouldn't Martin Kroenke do it? I mean, he's the hottest thing this year on that car, so um, I sure hope he runs for it. Now, how fun is this going to be to watch? Um, That's what I was thinking is, boy, this is going to be kind of fun if somebody would broadcast it and we could watch it, you know, Uh, because this uh, this is really going for it.
1: I'm sure they'll be able to get someone to broadcast it. That probably won't be very hard.
0: Yeah. So, uh, awesome. WFG is what they call it. Uh, world's fastest gamer. Okay, let's go on to next topic. That would be a Facebook post uh, that I saw. And it was, I didn't have a link to it, but I got a screenshot of it. I hate how Facebook, sometimes you can't send a link if it's a closed group or something like this. This was on iRacing Drivers Lounge group page. And uh, this guy posted up a picture where, again, an iRacing official um, entered into an official race and was monitoring the driving, the language, the typing, and so forth and was actually putting out warnings and so forth and uh, and uh, taking care of business. Now, we've talked about this before, and it looks like it's ongoing. So there was another uh, report of it, and I saw a different one I didn't get a screenshot of, of a different guy who actually reported the same thing. So it seems like they're actively doing this.
1: And this is a great idea by iRacing, if you ask me. I know there was we talked about Big Brother is watching last week uh there's been talk about how do you clean up the races uh and the kind of consensus has been a live official which we've all kind of acknowledged is, is is not plausible for every single race but you spot check races like this you actually make some action and it actually makes a difference it's just going to help us all in the end
0: yeah and it's kind of random right it's not every race it's just but you never know so you better be behaving and if everybody knows that that hey you know an iRacing employee might be watching us right now you know maybe they'll behave a little differently watch their language and that kind of thing you know so you're right it might maybe to lead to better things where at least we can clean up the language
1: I'll take it. If that's what it takes, I'll take it.
0: Well, I'm glad they have the time to do that. I don't think they've done that too much in the past, but I've seen a lot of reports of it lately. So, all right, Tony, what's up next? Well, we
2: got a new deployment of the iRacing uh, UI. Um, That just, uh, that came out and there's, there's a whack of fixes and, and changes that they've done. Um, uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but they said the deployment included a host of new features, bug fixes, and other updates to the new iRacing.com UI preview. Um, I was actually on it last night. Um, I really didn't notice a a huge amount of difference. I'm still not quite a fan, but they're working hard at it. and um, I know before they they fully go with it, it, it'll be good to go. They've been doing. They've been doing a
0: lot of work and keeping everybody well updated with it. Yeah, I've talked so, to people, uh, some other people this week, and asked them what they thought about it. And it it's similar to what you said. It's like, eh, you know. And I still, it doesn't grow on me at all. I I still don't like it. I don't know.
1: Some of the highlights I'm seeing from the list of changes seem to be like on the the non standard. Uh, situations, for example, uh, it works better on a 5 to 4 ratio monitor now, which that's not your typical, typically is like 4 to 3, so those monitors with a little different resolutions, it's scaling to fit better, they have made background images in VR opaque, make it easier to look at the elements, Uh, some items with the VR scaling. Uh, So for just using standard monitors or standard triples, it doesn't look like there was too much. Uh, But the big thing that I saw down in series racing is a test drive button has been added to the series session menu that will let you launch a test drive session using the car track and uh, weather from the, the series session. It didn't have that before, and that's one of the main reasons I haven't been using it.
0: I'm all, I'm thinking, how are they going to force this? How are they going to roll this out, you know, and make people use it? And that's really, right now, when there's two options, I'm pretty sure most people are using the website still. I don't think a lot of people are using the new UI, but that's just my gut reaction by talking to people. Um, what are they going to do? Are they going to neuter the website where you can't launch a race from the website and you have to go to there? I mean, what kind of uproar are we going to get from the community when this happens? When you get all these drivers that don't, have never even heard of the UI because they never go on the forums. And now they go to the website and like, well, how come I can't sign up for a race? You know, um, what's going to happen? I'm kind of wondering what that's going to be like, because it doesn't seem to be popular.
1: Well, I'm- Not too concerned about it. Number one, I think it's a long ways away. Number two, I'm sure they know what percentage of racers are using it and what percentage aren't. And if only 2% are using it, I wouldn't expect them to flip the switch. I'm sure they'll do something to push more and more of us to start using it. Um, And I'm sure it will be over a long length of time. It wouldn't surprise me if they did this like they did DX11, where they actually ran ran them side-by-side side for almost a year, uh, and they warned us for a year, hey, 11's going to be the thing, be ready to go to 11, Nine's going away. And they kept warning us and warning us before they flipped the switch. All of that warning, I think, paid off because there was very minimal minimal form threads, or you didn't hear a whole lot about people not being ready for it.
0: Yeah, you could be right. That's probably the right thing to do, too, kind of wean people onto it so to speak
1: if it runs side by side like this right now it runs just fine i mean i'm sure some people are using it for not time attack um but i'm sure time attack is what it's mostly being used for but if it runs fine side by side there's absolutely no reason to rush it
2: there is a few things about this that i that i do like um you know number one it's it's a heck of a lot prettier and yeah, it's just it's some nice eye candy um now when i was uh practicing some dirt and stuff it was you know, it was pretty simple to get in into the dirt session under a you know under the practice um it's i think it's a good thing um and you know it's it's gonna eventually that's the way it's gonna be that's the way you get into eye racing um they're just putting you know they got so much putting into it and stuff so it's good. It it will be good. Um, but,
0: you know, like what most people say we're not quite there yet. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, uh, anybody heard anything about Rallycross? Uh, Tony Gardner actually posted uh, in the forums. Uh, he's the CEO of iRacing. He says, it is an alpha testing. It's fun and getting better every week, but still things to do and improve still trending towards the fall release but not official timing at this point so we might get rally cross in the September release if it's still an alpha it would
1: surprise me if we saw it in the season 4 release but we may see it like we saw dirt in its own like mid-season release because leading into DIRT, we saw a whole lot more videos, a whole lot more people with access to it. Uh, we're seeing some videos of real-life racers testing it, but nothing like we saw with DIRT.
0: Right. All right, what's next?
2: Well, Shannon Whitmore posted the uh, Pro Series schedule for this year. Um, that's all up there for uh, the, the NASCAR series, the Road Pro series, and uh, Blank Pain. Um, I don't know if it differs any from, from last year or not. I didn't really follow it last year. One thing I did notice is that they got well, weeks one and six. Now, correct? I, I don't know if this is any different from
0: last year or not. I just found that kind of interesting. Yeah, one drop week in the first six weeks only, and the last four weeks must be used, which are Sonoma, Rich- Richmond, Dover, Daytona. So this is the NASCAR iRacing Series Pro Series that happens in the off-season, basically. So this is what we do the rest of the year. Well, you're not running a 36-week schedule. Guess what? We still race. <laughs> so we run this, and this is what we run. So uh, I, think, I think it's usually on Tuesday nights. Uh, so it, yes. Yeah. 9. PM Eastern normal time.
1: Yes. It's set right in the peak auto series spot Tuesday at nine.
0: Yep. So I, I ran this last year with my teammates. Uh, it was fun to get us through the holidays. Uh, and we ran it, you know, and, um, this is how you get in the pro series. You run this, uh, series that goes over these weeks. And, uh, if you stop or finish in the top 20 in points, you can be be considered for a pro license, and so that's uh, how you do it. Now there is a road component and a team uh, road component. You know, as you mentioned, uh, as well that happens over the same time span. So the uh, road to pro on the roadside Saturdays, and then the uh, the blank pane ones are Saturday and Sundays.
1: And the tracks are all things that you would expect to see. Uh, To me, it's nothing really surprising for the NIS. You have a super speedway. You have a road course. You have short tracks. You have mile-and-a-half tracks. It's a good mix. Uh, The same thing in the Road Pro Series, Interlagos, Silverstone, Circuit of the Americas, Monza, Spa, Nürburgring, everything that you would expect to see. Three and four-hour endurance races for Blancpain. Uh, it, it's a pretty standard look from what from what I can tell.
0: Well, with only one drop week, you know, there's a, there's only ten starts. So if you can make nine starts, that's all you have to to make to make a run for the points. Uh, what's neat too I, is it ends with Daytona, the final round, Daytona baby.
1: And you can't drop Sonoma.
0: Right. That's probably why they made that rule, to so people couldn't drop Sonoma. They exclusively uh, set that aside from uh, the ability of dropping that particular race.
1: I've heard some people say they try to skip some of the short tracks. Some people say they don't like super speedways. A lot of people say they don't like road courses. And those are the four that you, that you have to keep. Richmond and Dover, which are mile, mile tracks. Daytona's your super speedway and Sonoma's your road course. Those four are cooking.
0: Well, I'm well, a, I'm a glad they announced it and I'm glad that it's the same as it was last year.
2: I I kind of like that the uh, you know, the four that you have to keep. I mean, you, you got a little bit of everything there and if uh, if you want to be a pro driver, you you got to be able to drive on anything. So, you know, that's that's kind of cool. I'm, I'm looking
0: forward to this. I'm going to try it out just for fun anyhow. Well, that's the thing. I mean, realistically, you've got to have an I rating of 6,000 or greater to really make it uh, because that's how, what it takes to be in the top split and so forth. And that's where the big points are. And those are the people that are going to move to pro. But us, uh, where I'm at below 3,000, you're below 1,000, we can still run this event. But we don't have a prayer of going pro because of our I rating, but it's still fun to do. It's still neat that we're in the same event as those other people that are trying to get to pro, even though they might be in a different split. Uh, it's still fun to run, and uh, it's NASCAR, so. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm sitting here at uh, at, at 1,200 I rating. Um, I, I'm going to run it, and I can at least feel like a big shot for a few weeks, so that's cool.
1: I'm assuming these are open setup races.
0: Yep. All right. Uh, Pretty cool. We got the Road to Pro coming, as we call it. Uh, I think officially it's called the NASCAR iRacing Series Pro Series. Uh, Next up, uh, we got a Twitter... From iRacing Myers, who's Steve Myers, a VP over at iRacing. He uh, confirmed that uh, for road racing that the car count is going to increase for uh, to a max of six from five. And that's going to be out in the uh, September release.
1: They've done it in the 13th week, I believe the past two seasons. Uh, and it looks like they're keeping it for good this time
0: yep yep pretty cool all right what's next
2: well there's uh they're talking about the uh the darlington fix setup and uh i'm having a hard time figuring out what they're complaining about but they they sure don't like it uh it looks like the uh you're you're redlining way too long on the
0: uh on the, str- on the straightaways. Um, yeah, watch the video. It's crazy. You'll know exactly what the problem is. Basically, when they get out of turn two, like the moment you're out of turn two, the thing is on the rev limiter. It's on the chip, all the way down the backstretch, literally. It's in the wrong gear. It's like completely got the wrong gear in it.
1: Uh, however, Blade Wit did uh, list a little, a little down further that they fixed this. Uh, the NIS was listed as morning weather and the car was in afternoon. Uh, so that's what was causing the difference, the, uh, the track temperature change. They have made the NIS afternoon, so that should resolve uh, most of the problems.
0: That's amazing that the temperature alone can make it run that much in the chip, you know. So he had the right gear the whole time is what you're saying, and... Just by changing the weather, it was fine?
1: That I'm not 100% sure of. Maybe there's a different fixed setup for morning than there is for afternoon.
0: Uh, I, I, they but... I, I must have changed the gear. Check out the video they put on the post. Yeah, it's mean, Literally on the chip, the entire backstretch. So I don't know what's up, but hopefully they got it fixed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you said, there's at least one post that indicates they fixed it, so. All right, uh, next up is a video that iRacing put out uh, featuring Clint Boyer in an interview with Clint, uh, talking about his dirt racing roots, his uh, late model dirt team, and iRacing. And if uh, at one point he has several sentences about iRacing in the middle of the video, uh, it's about 3 minutes, 15 seconds long. And um, I'm going to quote what he says here about it. He says, I knew when they came to our shop and scanned cars that they went to the detail of getting that car right. I just knew it was going to be over the top. It blew my mind to just see the work that went into making sure the car itself was legit. So he was uh, basically praising iRacing for how well they've nailed this dirt racing. Not only the track, but the cars themselves. Uh, so kind of a promotional video, pretty cool. Alright, what's next?
2: Well, we got a new uh new wheel coming out. Thrustmasters uh teamed up with Spargo and uh is releasing a new um a new wheel. Um, it looks
0: uh it looks really, really good. Um
1: it's got a
0: mix between oval kind of wheel and F1 style wheel that's the kind of way I look at it
1: so one to one scale replica of the real P310 sports steering wheel so it it is pretty much a match to what they run in some actual cars
0: Uh, it's got a really nice button layout with carbon fiber on the front Sparco obviously in the middle the logo uh, it looks nice And what about the base uh, with the red? Uh, top on it. I mean the base looks really swift too now. This comes with pedals and It's a retail price of six hundred fifty dollars. It's available on September 22nd and uh, Boy, this is uh, very interesting
1: it actually seems like a pretty reasonable price point uh for the for this quality of build Uh, usually you're seeing those carbon fiber builds and the replica wheels uh, a little higher than 650.
0: yeah simracingpaddock.com did a little article about it uh they say here uh it's the motor cooling embedded system makes its return from the tsp3 pc and ensures that the wheel will maintain peak performance under extended sessions. According to Thrustmaster, the wheel only has 14% power generation into heat, so 86% gets allocated to powering the wheel. Uh, It is a Sparko replica one-to-one, 10 buttons on the rim, and a two-paddle shifter. There's the Xbox button is featured on the base. It uh, comes bundled with the pedals called the T3PA pedals. So pretty cool. Uh, boy, if you're looking for, a I think this is a belt-driven wheel.
1: It is also compatible with all Thrustmaster product, the whole product ecosystem, pedals, detachable wheels, gear shifters. It's compatible with all of it.
0: It's not quite a round wheel, but it's not a Formula One style wheel either. So it's, I don't know how to describe it.
1: It's a its a quad oval. It looks like Texas.
0: Yeah, quad oval. Good idea. It kind of looks like Indianapolis. <laughs> All right. Next topic uh, in the hardware is software review. I was going to talk about something I use every day. <clears throat> That I take for granted that I've had forever, and it's called iRace Dash, and they have a website. It's iRaceDash.com, and uh, if you go there, you'll see what I got. It's an Android or iOS application for a smartphone or a tablet that runs iOS or Android, and uh, you go to the i you know the App Store and you search iRace Dash and you download it. Uh, You go to the website, Uh, there's a download button here where you can download a little server application uh, onto your Windows computer that you run iRacing on, and to make it work you run the little executable iRace-server software on your iRacing computer, and then you go to your iPhone and you run that app, and you have to put in what your IP address is of the uh, SIM computer, and it connects. And you get uh, you know, your RPMs, your temperatures, you get the uh, gear you're in, your oil temperature, your water temperature, your lap times, your lap deltas, your position, what lap it is, your speed. Uh, you got the green, yellow, red dots that go across the top. Uh, and that's what I use it for. I use it for a display. And the main thing I use it for is oil and fuel, excuse me, oil and water temperature. And that's really the purpose that I specifically have it for, is that's how I monitor. Um, I run it on an iPhone 5S. I have that iPhone 5S sitting literally on top of my wheelbase. Uh, The wheelbase for the G27 has little vent holes in it, uh, four on each side. And I actually took a, a coat hanger, wire and I took apart a coat hanger and I cut a piece of wire off of it and I made a little half circle with the wire and it goes from one vent hole to the other and the phone kinda literally leans up against the wire and uh, believe it or not it stays there as I race it doesn't fall off I have it in an otter box and it kinda I don't know if it's grippy or what but it works and I run iRace dash on this iPhone and uh, it's great now it does have some functionality that goes with it where if you touch the screen and swipe it to the right or left you'll have uh, an option that comes up that lets you select how much fuel you want for your next stop uh, full tank three-quarters tank half tank or quarter uh... those are the selections or if you want to adjust uh... Which, how many tires you're taking and if you want to go up or down on tire pressure on those tires so it'll literally let you touch the screen to adjust those things. Now, I don't use that particular functionality. I have other ways that I control fuel and tires, uh, verbally and such, but, uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. What do you guys think? I, I really,
2: uh, I really like the looks of it. Um, nice, simple, easy to read. Um, the one question I have to ask you, I I've tried some other, um, phone apps to run alongside iRacing and I found that uh, they're very spotty in connecting or keeping connected um, th- does this one uh,
0: do well for you for that yeah I rarely have a problem with this one now I have problems with some of the other ones but not this one uh, it the f- iPhone has to be on the same Wi-Fi network as your well the same network that your computer is on obviously my computer is hardwired into the network uh, Ethernet cable and the and the iPhone is obviously hooked to the wi fi in my house, but it's still the same network and it works um uh it seems to be pretty good
2: oh that's good i'm gonna i'm gonna download this one and, and give it a shot because uh yeah the oil and water temperatures that that'd be uh real handy to be able to keep an eye on currently i can't do that um I just pray uh a lot
0: <laughs> well with triples you can't see the dash if you have your fov right and you do need some alternate source to monitor those especially at a uh, plate track where you're uh constantly getting hot you know behind everybody Uh, you really need to monitor those and uh and it works pretty good for me and it's right where you can see it i'm kind of my eyeball, it's right in front of my eyeballs as I look through the top part of my wheel. It's right there. You know, It's like the perfect spot. It doesn't interfere with what's going on with the center monitor. Um, it barely, barely blocks just a little bit of the center monitor right at the middle. But uh, the iPhone is small enough that it doesn't really you know, make, leave a big you know, imprint. Uh, I, have the, I have the iPad, too, and I can run the app on the iPad as well at the same time even. So uh, I could even run it on the iPhone and the iPad at the same time and use the iPad to control the tires and the fuel and then use the iPhone for the dash kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, it's good software. I definitely recommend it. I've had it for uh, since I started, probably three years now.
2: Well, I, I look forward to uh, to checking this out because yeah, my current setup with my field of view, I I can't I can see my oil pressure, but I can't see my water temperature,
0: and uh, that that would be um, that'd be very handy to have. Yeah, it gives you the numerical value of it, but it also changes color from black to red, the font color, so you know, hey, I'm in the red, you know. So uh, it also has a nice blue background, but there's actually other colors available, and in the settings you can actually pick any color you want. I actually have mine set to a nice uh, uh, kind of neutral gray or a kind of a brownish gray uh, right now, but you can pick uh, different colors and stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, now, the, remember, the trick of this is you have to download from the website as well that server application that runs on your SIM computer and have that running for this to work now is there a, is there a cost to this or is this a, a free app free uh, as far as I know now let's look at the app store to make sure as uh, oh there's another one that I was running um,
2: and it was free and you design your own dashboard but uh, the free version only allowed you to put up um, three different uh three different pieces on your dashboard so this this one here you get it all and you know even if it's
0: just a, a couple of dollars that's not that big of a deal but five, uh, five bucks on both google play store and itunes store i just looked it up F- 4 dollars and i now that i think about it i did pay five bucks for it but i think it was worth it okay well yeah you know that's that's still not a bad not a, a bad price cost, for what you get yeah yeah, and you got it for Android or iOS. Now, I've, I haven't have tested Android, but they do have an app, they have the same app available on uh, the Google Play Store for the same price by the same people. So check it out. Uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you have triples, you need something. Um, this was the first thing I turned to. It works out real good. If you have an old iPod or a iPhone or just any kind of old Android phone, you can use it for that. Just hook it to Wi-Fi. You don't have to have it on cellular signal. You know, uh that's the case with this phone. This was actually my old cell phone before I got the iPhone seven for Christmas and uh you know, it was sitting in a drawer and I actually had an old iPhone four S on there before and I swapped that out and put the five S in. I'm not sure why, but uh it still performs the same regardless. But all right, let's get into uh that's the final topic. Let's do final thoughts. Tony Groves, what do you got? Well, uh, not a, not a whole
2: lot. Um, I don't have a whole lot to do. I don't have many tracks for the next couple of weeks, so um, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be banging doors with the Carb Cup guys and the pickup trucks, um, and and continue on my my dirt uh, practicing here. I'd, I'd really like to try a race soon. Not there yet, but uh,
0: another little bit, and I think I'll be ready. Yeah, I'll be running pickup cup with you this week at least for the off week. So, um, all right, Jason Daniels, what do you got?
1: Well, this Saturday, I've been mentioning it for the past couple weeks, and this Saturday's the race, the Fight Like a Girl 200, uh, presented by Turn Three Motorsports. It is the benefit race for Brad and Melissa Miller. Uh, they're doing it Saturday night. Practice starts at 6 p.m. Eastern. Qualifying at 6:50. And then the race starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, 100% of the proceeds are going to Brad and Melissa. Uh, it's a $20 entry. Uh, just check the uh, form post. There are 28 entries, so 15 entries still open for this race. It would be outstanding if we could get uh, those last 15 spots filled for Brad and Melissa. I know Brad was a part of the podcast for a while. Uh, so I'm going to be there. Justin Laird's going to be there. I just put the finishing touches on my paint job. I will be doing most of my practice this week for it. I'm going to get smoked by some Peak Auto Series racers, and I'm not going to care because it's going to be for a great cause. I will be streaming it. Uh, so watch the uh, iRacers Lounge and the Tifosi Racing Facebook pages. I will uh, put up my stream when it is live. Any donations I receive... During the race, I am forwarding on to uh, Doug George, who's putting this together, uh, to make sure that I, those go to Brad and Melissa as well. So I've, I've definitely been looking forward to it. First time I can do a, a community charity race. And it's, this is one I'm glad I can be a part of.
0: And remember, the winner wins hot passes to a NASCAR race, a real NASCAR race, hot passes. Um, in I fact, believe it's an Xfinity race, but Xfinity, it's, right.
1: it's still real NASCAR to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, the other neat twist to this is the people that are coughing up the hot pass are from the 07 Xfinity team. And they were at Bristol, obviously, this week. Brad Miller and his wife, uh, who is has cancer, and that's why we're trying to raise money for them. They actually live in Tennessee. And so they went to the Bristol race. They got to meet up with the 07 team. Uh, The 07 team gave them hot passes. And basically, they were a guest of the team. Uh, Come to find out, as the uh, race approached, they didn't have a full pit crew in place for the 07 car. And so Brad Miller, iRacer, he got asked, basically, to... Do the fuel can for the race. And so he he basically uh, got offered a uh, uniform, you know, a team uniform, a fire suit, the helmet, gloves, the, you know, the apron, everything. And he fueled the car for the Xfinity race. He was part of a NASCAR team, uh, over-the-wall team, and uh, apparently did a good job. His User wife got to sit tell. on the... Uh, uh, his wife got to sit on the pit box during the race and uh, watch from there right behind the crew chief. And uh, sound, and he posted pictures up on Facebook of the whole event. Uh, amazing opportunity for Brad to be able to fuel the car and and be a part of the team. Uh, thank you so much to the 07 team and Taylor Burris and, and uh, Ray Black Jr. and all the people involved who uh, made that happen. Uh, quite an opportunity for that couple to have some good time together and uh, considering what they're going through. You
1: just gave me goosebumps just imagining being over the wall during
0: a NASCAR race. At Bristol, even.
1: At Bristol. Can you yeah. imagine
0: a green flag stop and they're just roaring by? And...
2: That's, that's just about the coolest thing that could happen for a race fan, you know, And and, and good on them to... Just to be able to, to give uh, uh, Brad and Melissa that, that break um, from the day-to-day stuff, uh, you know, that that's, that's memories you're going to have forever. You, man, that's just so cool.
1: Those fuel cans are heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Brad's a big boy, so uh, I'm sure he did just fine. But uh, congrats to him and Melissa having a good time. It sure looked like they did. So... With that being said, uh I guess my final thought is why well, I'm ex- looking excited to watching that, I'm actually going to miss the the start. I'll still be at work, but uh I'll show up late and uh hopefully can get in a spot for you Jason or something like that or I can watch on the broadcast. It will be on Race Spot TV. Uh so everybody can uh watch and see how it goes. Uh my final thought, you know, I'm looking forward to uh Darlington, Um, you know, I'm already sick of this off week and it hasn't even started. Um, Not really a fan of the off weeks, but it happens and it's probably a good thing. But, uh, and I'm not real proud of myself at what happened at Bristol. I had a top, I had 11th, but uh, when I had to run in with that one guy on the last race uh, and we were bumping each other and doing stuff like that, I'm not real proud of that. But um, you'll find as you go through this NASCAR season, You'll have ups and downs and you'll find where your limits are. And uh, I guarantee you'll find that limit and you'll cross it. Somebody will cross it, you know, and really upset you. And it happens. Uh, But, you know, you got to keep your cool. You know, you got to keep racing. You got to race these guys next week. So uh, I think we were able to do that. Hopefully there's no uh, ill feelings there. But uh, I did apologize. So we'll see how it goes going forward. And uh, I guess that's it with that.